Hello, Internet. Welcome to another episode of Pop Culture Over Pizza. I'm your host, Jose, and I will be joining you all today for a quick slice, spoiler-free, toppings-free review of Dragon Ball Super Broly. So I had the chance to check out Dragon Ball Super Broly, not once, but twice already in theaters. Uh, I'm a little upset because I just found out, actually, that they had an IMAX run of the movie that was only on opening day. That's very upsetting. I wanted to see it in IMAX. Apparently, it is the first anime movie in history to have an IMAX opening in North America, which, if you think about it, is pretty badass and is a good indication of the future of the Dragon Ball franchise. And just so you know, the movie made a whole bunch of money, too. It was number one in America, made $7 million on its first day. So, you know, barring my own opinion about the movie, it looks like the general consensus is Dragon Ball is a cash cow, and we're probably going to see some more of it coming up pretty soon. So I'll skip to the short and sweet first off and tell you that the movie was awesome. I loved it. Um, it wasn't perfect. There were a couple of details here and there that could have been improved upon without getting into spoilery territory, of course, since this is toppings free. But I am a little biased because I am a Dragon Ball fan. So I want to acknowledge that there are a couple of things here and there that aren't great. First off, I want to say that in terms of this story, for me, this is, and you know, this is on two viewings. I like to watch a movie a couple of times before I decide whether or not I think it's really, really great story-wise or not. I like to look at some, some details here and there. I think the story is one of the best in terms of the movies, the Dragon Ball movies, whether we're talking about Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, or this now being the first Dragon Ball Super movie. Um, I think the story is one of the best. Reason being, they introduced some great characters in Chile and Lemo, who in the movie, again, without getting into spoilery territory, are the characters that sort of befriend the beast, Broly, um, and sort of, show, sort of show you the softer side of the character. That's something that's a big change from the origins of the original Broly. Um, he's no longer the character that's upset at, at Kakarot for crying in his, in his uh, pod next to him. He's, that's no longer the origin, the reason for his hatred of the Saiyans. Um, again, don't want to get too much into that for those of you who have been avoiding spoilers, but for the most part, Dragon Ball and anime kind of veers into spoilery territory, but we're going to keep it from doing that here. Um, so the story was great. Some of the dialogue was really good. I think, uh, the humor in scenes was pretty great. Um, a lot of it was translated really well to be some really good humor for the American audiences. And as usual, one of the funniest characters always tends to be Frieza. And then you're going to find that some of Frieza's one-liners and some of the situations that Frieza puts characters in and finds himself in in this movie are going to be some of the most entertaining ones. So the story was really solid. The script was really solid. Um, the, one of the things that's just really, really, really notable about this movie is the animation I, w I would say, without any hesitation, the animation in this movie is the best animation we've seen, definitely in any of the Dragon Ball movies, if not Dragon Ball as a whole, at least consistently. Because, you know, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, they've all been animated by multiple, multiple animators in the past, and you'll get in certain episodes like Dragon Ball Super, the Japanese run, 
some of the later episodes when you're getting into the 120s, the 110s, the 130s, culminating in episode 131, the finale, the animation is really great in moments. But the animation in this movie is consistently awesome. They use a mixture of, of uh, sort of a hand-drawn look for animation. They were trying to make it look a lot like the manga, which was something that Toriyama was really pushing. He was really involved in this movie, which I think is another reason why it ended up being really great, because he was involved in every aspect of it, whereas with Dragon Ball Z, the anime, he was more somebody who was a consultant on it. He didn't. He wasn't behind all this, the, the behind-the-scenes decisions. So in this movie, he's behind all of it. So the animation stays really awesome. The animation stays really consistent throughout the movie. Uh, there is just one scene in the movie that if you guys are watching it, you might be a little jarred because the animation quality kind of suffers a little bit. Uh, but again, it's a great mix of hand-drawn animation. There's some CGI in the movie that at times can be slightly jarring, but it still looks really good. And the scenes where they use it are, are scenes where CGI works well for that kind of action and that kind of animation, so I can't fault them for doing that. So there's some great hand-drawn animation. Um, again, there's one scene where it's a little bit drawing, or a little bit jarring, but the animation in the exposition scenes, the animation especially in the fight scenes, the fight between Goku, Vegeta, and Broly, the animation is, again, some of the best I've seen. It's very kinetic. The camera moves all over the place following the action, following the characters. If you're a fan of Dragon Ball for the action, you are not going to be disappointed with this movie at all. For all the super geeky Dragon Ball fans, too, there's a lot of great Easter eggs. There's a lot of characters that show up in a cameo from the original series. Um, there's just a lot of great throwbacks. Um, for fans of the series, though, this is definitely going to be a little interesting because there's a lot of stuff in Goku, Vegeta, and Broly's origin that gets retconned a little bit. Um, I'm of a mindset that it's not such a bad thing because if you consider the sources of information for Goku's backstory in the Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z manga and anime, uh, it's mainly coming from his evil brother Raditz, who has no incentive to tell the truth, or from Frieza, who's the emperor of the universe and also has no incentive to tell the truth. So the slight retcons for me aren't such a big deal. They can totally make sense within the context of Dragon Ball. Something that's great is, if you're not a fan of Dragon Ball, uh, this is actually a pretty good introduction to the story. You might have, you want to have somebody there who knows a little bit about Dragon Ball to give you a couple of details, but I saw it by myself on Thursday, and on Friday I saw it with a friend of mine who's an even bigger Dragon Ball fan than I am, and a friend of mine who is not a Dragon Ball fan really at all. And my friend who's not a Dragon Ball fan, he really enjoyed it a lot. He thought, again, it was a great introduction, giving you the backstory for the main characters like Goku, Vegeta, and Broly. So it was a good way to introduce to the style, the story, the substance, and the action of Dragon Ball, and lots of screaming, too, because obviously there's going to be a lot of that. Something great about the way this movie works also um, is it sets up a lot of great possibilities for the future of the franchise. Again, not only because it made a lot of money, you know now that Toei and Toriyama are definitely going to release more Dragon Ball-related content. You have Dragon Ball Heroes, which is the, the promotional anime for the video game that's going on right now, and there's a second season of that coming out. But after this movie did as well as it did, after the setup that it has for certain characters and certain situations, you know there's going to be more Dragon Ball coming, which is... Absolutely fantastic for me. I can't wait for a new series. I can't wait for a new movie. The manga itself is actually 
continuing and always has been is setting up a new storyline for Dragon Ball Super. So maybe we'll see some of that intersect with what goes on in the movie over here. But, you know, there was a lot of great things that worked in this movie. Like I said, the story was pretty good. Some of the best that there is, not just for Dragon Ball, but for a movie in general. I think it was a solid story, great animation, you know, great characters, good dialogue. The new characters, again, that were introduced were, were really central to the story and really helped to create a much better narrative for Broly than what we had before. So I have to give kudos to Toriyama and all the staff and the voice actors for creating such a great environment and such a great new backstory for Broly. So I love the movie, but I initially said it wasn't perfect. So there are a lot of things that worked for me. Obviously, I loved all the things that I just mentioned. Being a Dragon Ball fan, there's a little bit of bias there, but I think as a standalone movie, you still find a lot to love here. If you're an anime fan, especially. So what didn't work? Well, the pacing of the movie at times can be a little bit off. So the first half of the movie is, you know, I think probably in terms of overall just moviness and story and character, the first half of the movie is definitely where the movie shines. There's a lot of great storylines setting up Broly, setting up, again, Goku and Vegeta's backstory, setting up Frieza, his relationship with his father, Goku's relationship with his father, Vegeta's relationship with his father. There's a lot of father stuff going on in this movie. It's a lot of daddy issues. But they set up a lot of great stuff in the first half. And look, I'm not saying the second half is not amazing. Again, if you're a Dragon Ball fan, you're going to be watching sick action for like practically an hour, nonstop. You know, there's great action in that second half, but the pacing seems to me a little bit off in the second half. I know that they had a lot to go through in this movie. They had to go through all the backstory for the Saiyans and Frieza and everyone else and set up Broly, who's a brand new character. They had a lot to go through in this movie, and I know that they were obviously looking to please Dragon Ball fans with an epic fight. You can't have a Broly movie without a sick, epic fight. It's just not possible. And the fight definitely lives up to that. But some of the pacing, some of the character moments, I don't want to say it falls apart in the second half of the movie because it's still a good movie in the second half. It's just not quite as well-paced and quite as well done in terms of story as the first half of the movie. But sometimes that's what you get with Dragon Ball. It does seem, though, like they're trying to take it in a better narrative direction, which is something that I'm hopeful for. Dragon Ball has always been kind of tongue-in-cheek, a little bit of a joke. It's supposed to be a gag manga. It's supposed to be making fun of, like, these fighting anime and fighting manga. So there's always been that element of, like, winking at the audience, and there's definitely that here. It's a little cheesy at times, a little corny. It's still funny. It's still action-packed. So the pacing is a little off. Um... Some of the retcons in terms of, let's say, character forms and things like that are a little bit odd. They're not such a big deal. Um, but for fans, big diehard fans of the series, you're going to notice a couple of changes in how things work with characters. You're going to see characters that haven't used certain forms use them in this movie. A lot of great stuff going on there, but it doesn't always make sense in the overall canon of the series. Either way, I still enjoyed it. Again, when you watch the fights, when you watch a lot of the scenes later on, there's some great Easter eggs, there's some great nods, and there's some awesome hints, to me at least. And this is something that I'm going to cover in my spoiler review. I'll put a little bit of Easter eggy stuff in there. I'm going to cover some of the stuff that I think is indicating some cool new directions for the future of Dragon Ball. So, again, the movie, you know, pretty much across the board, it was, it was awesome. It was definitely entertaining. If you just want to have a good time with the movies and you want to have a good enough story, and then have some great action, turn your brain off for a little bit, this movie will definitely provide that for you in spades. 
I'm a big Vegeta fan, and I have to say, Vegeta rocks in this movie. I just have to mention that. I'm so happy that they gave Vegeta, and well, everybody else got some great moments, but Vegeta got some kick-ass moments in this movie, and I couldn't be more happy for, for him as a character. He has some funny moments, moments in this movie. Um, I guess the only other thing that I would say, I don't want to say it didn't work about the movie, but it is jarring when you have this huge cast of characters in Dragon Ball. You have all the Z fighters, and not really many of them show up in this movie. You're not going to really see many of the Z fighters in this movie. It's really mostly about Goku, Vegeta, Broly, and Frieza, of course, as sort of the villain in quotes for this movie, but Frieza has a more complicated relationship with the characters, with the main characters, thanks to the events of Dragon Ball Super. So, you know what? I just got to say again, a great movie. If I'm going to rate it, I guess we're going to rate it on a Dragon Ball scale, right? This movie is five out of seven Dragon Balls. It's not perfect. Again, the story is is very good. Some of the best Dragon Ball has to offer. It has at moments where it falters, where it falters. The action is amazing. The characters that they've introduced are all characters that I hope we'll see again in the future. I, I just got to say, if you like Dragon Ball, if you're a fan of anime, there's really no beating around the bush. You need to go see this movie. And it's not going to be in theaters for that long. And it's no longer an IMAX, like I said. So it's something you got to run out and see. Again, Dragon Ball Super Broly, I give my seal of approval. As a Dragon Ball fan, as a pop culture nerd, Dragon Ball Super Broly is going to be a satisfying watch. So that's it. That's my review of Dragon Ball Super Broly. Denizens of the internet, I want to thank you for joining me for another awesome quick slice. Again, the review of Dragon Ball Super Broly. Check us out. Again, you can find us on Twitter at PCOP Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, PCOP Podcast. If you're not listening to us on Anchor, I don't really know how you would hear this advertisement, but you can find us elsewhere. Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and of course, Anchor. Check us out. Again, drop us a like, drop us a comment, drop us some suggestions, drop it like it's hot, do whatever it is you want to do, but support the podcast. If you like nerdy stuff, you're going to love what we got over here. From another episode of Pop Culture Over Pizza, this is Jose with another quick slice, and I'm here to say to all of y'all, Peace and stay geeky.